Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. We survived rusty playgrounds, no helmets, and drinking from the hose. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome and happy Monday. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this morning. Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, has all of the weather details coming your way a little later. But coming up, we have Bob Bolsold joining us to talk about the Bondolio Olive Orchard in California. I get an update as well on this year's WPS Farm Show. And Pam Yaki is joined by Amber Raditz of UW Discovery Farms. Stick around. They say yes to seven straight days. A traveling dress rehearsal for you to get comfortable in the seat and feel the power behind the smartest purchase you've ever made. The seven day, no questions asked return policy, if you need it, at Bergstrom Automotive. Join the Bergstrom Automotive family for the yes. Staying connected with Wisconsin agriculture from your phone is now easier than ever with the Farm App. It's your source for the latest news, weather, and up-to-date markets. Catch up on our daily podcast and join the conversation on the topics that are directly impacting you. You can download the Farm App in Apple iTunes or Google Play stores by searching 97.7 FM The Farm, or you can visit MidwestFarmReport.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh, that needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Whether you farm near the northern or the southern end of the world's longest barn, you can't grow olives in Wisconsin. I'm Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And in our recent farm tour to California, we visited an operation that does grow olives, the Mondolio Olive Orchard near Davis and in a little town called Winters, California. We talked to Karen Bond, who along with her husband Malcolm, operate a full-time olive-growing operation. It's only 10 acres. We asked her how she got involved in the olive industry in California. Well, we purchased the farm in 1986, and it was an almond orchard, but the almonds were planted in 1947, and they just weren't big producers, and we'd spend thousands of dollars to harvest, and we'd be lucky if we get a $200 check from Blue Diamond. And so it wasn't very profitable, so in 2009, we pulled, I mean, in, I'm sorry, in 1999, we pulled the trees, and we're going to plant the new varietals, and we happened to take a trip in Italy, and we stayed in a villa east of Naples, and they, the owner asked us if we wanted to taste her olive oil because they just harvested the night before. And her trees were over a 1,000 years old. They were beautiful, and she took us to this stone building with a wood-burning fireplace. She toasted some bread, poured this beautiful green liquid 
over the top and put a little sea salt, and I fell in love. And we decided that this is what we were going to do on our farm. But it wasn't easy getting that rootstock from Italy here. Tell us what you had to go through for that. Well, we had to find a, well, first of all, we could not find the trees in California. So we had to import the trees. So we first had to get a permit from the federal government as well as the Department of Agriculture in California. Uh, we finally got our permit. We found a grower and he, we, we ordered 1,250 trees uh, and they're little tiny babies with, uh, with a couple leaves and roots. And when they arrived, um, the FDA called us and said, you have to come down to the San Francisco airport. We have a problem. We drive down there. They take us through a series of clean rooms and show us that the tr little baby trees have dirt on its roots. That's a no-no in California. And they opened up an incinerary and threw them away. And you didn't give up. No, um, and I tell people it's because we delayed. We grew up in the age of delayed gratification was a good thing, <laughs> and so we did find a grower who could prove that they uh, shipped to uh, the U.S. And um, with the trees arrived on Christmas Eve on a Lufthansa flight at 2 p.m. and we. Um, they cleared customs, got to the FDA, and they cleared them for us, and we were able to take them home on Christmas Eve and plant them in two-inch pots on Christmas Day. It was a beautiful, sunny day. And then um, they had to be quarantined in a greenhouse, and then as they grew, we can transition to a... a, a an outdoor greenhouse uh, and the feds and the state would come in and pull a tree out of its roots and take it to test it for diseases or pests. In the meantime, we had to transfer those 1,250 trees to five-gallon pots. And in 2009, they finally got in the ground. So it was nine years getting those little babies in the ground. Well, that's determination. Again, Karen and uh, Malcolm Bond here at Bond Oleo Olive Oil here in the uh, Winters area in California. And uh, Karen, take us through why, what it's all about to grow those 1,250 trees during the year, how you take care of them, how you harvest, and what you're looking for because, and we'll get into the olive oil in a minute, but talk about the trees first. Well, we prune, we heavily prune the trees every single year because we are in class one soil in California, so they grow abundantly. If you see trees in Italy, they grow very slowly because it tends to be in rocky areas or in Sicily where it's volcanic rock. Um, so we have to heavily prune, but we prune to also to prevent the fruit fly, so we bowl out the center. And in Italy, they say you want the tree uh, pruned where a bird can fly through the tree. Um, we put nothing in, on the ground. Um, we have clover and legumes that we put um, the seed in the winter when it's raining, and we just plow that under uh, to put nitrogen back into the soil. So you're using cover crops like we do in Wisconsin and more parts of the country now. Yes, and uh, we are certified organic, so we use no pesticides, no herbicides or anything. And because we're the rich soil, they don't really need much. 
And uh, that rich soil, as Malcolm told us, it's 18 feet deep of topsoil, which uh, makes you scratch your head if you're from our part of the country. Well, take us through the, the process because you have produced and developed a system here that is the best in in the country, really. You've won national awards. You've state champion in California a couple times. The olive oil process, when do you harvest it from the time you harvest to the time you put them into the machines to make it into olive oil? It goes pretty fast. Yes. We we normally harvest in November, the first week of November, and we have 60 or 70 people that come in and pick for us. They're using belly buckets, so everything is hand-picked, and we mill the olives within 90 minutes of picking, so the olives are very fresh. The longer you keep the olives in the bin, they begin to ferment, and that affects the quality of your oil. Um, the moment it goes in the mill, it takes about 40 minutes to for the whole process. and But milling has to be done under 82 degrees Fahrenheit, else it's not considered extra virgin olive oil. We do filter our oil uh, because it makes the oil last longer too. And it's a misnomer or wives tale that filtering takes flavor away. If you use the right paper, it will not. As you take uh, home extra virgin olive oil, does it need to be in the refrigerator? The handling of it and the use of it, and how long does it last? A good olive oil should last at least two years for you. However, don't put it by your stove because it's too hot. Put it in a cool, dark place. Always buy olive oil in a dark glass uh, because light is the enemy. But if, you, if your house is warm, uh, olive oil loves around 55 degrees. So put it in the refrigerator, take it out 15 minutes before you're going to use it, and it will be just fine. But use olive oil as soon as possible. It's not like wine. It doesn't age uh, well. It actually deteriorates all through the year. And uh, your husband, Malcolm, was talking about the fact that uh, your palate is exquisite as far as tasting olive oil, what's good, what's not so good, what maybe off flavors or off odors may be in it. What do you look for when you, when you evaluate olive oil, especially this extra virgin, which uh, people sometimes don't understand really what that is? Well... Different olives taste differently, but when I look for olive oil, I look for something that smells fruity or grassy. Uh, it smells fresh. This is fruit juice. People don't realize that olive oil is really fruit juice. And so it needs to smell fresh. If it smells rancid or fusty, which means it smells like dirty socks, don't buy it um, because it's bad. Uh, it needs to just smell fresh. You've been the uh, head of the Olive Oil Commission here in California. How big is the industry and what are the challenges and what are some of the uh, upgrades you're trying to get into the industry here in the state? Well, there's not that many farmers who do olives. It's mostly walnuts and almonds and tomatoes. Um, Which are very water intensive and olive trees are not. 
That's correct. It is a drought-resistant plant. When you think about where olives originated from in Syria and the Middle East, they're a drought-resistant plant, so it's a great crop for California. Right now, California only produces about 8% of what the nation uses, and so everything else is imported. If more farmers in California would plant olives, it would reduce the water necessary to grow crops. Um, and um, the biggest challenge, I think, for an olive of oil producer is can they find a market for their oil? Um, a lot of people are afraid to call people. I teach at UC Davis on how to market your olive oil because we've been so successful. Uh, we sell every drop of oil we make every single year, but I think people are afraid to market themselves, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge for, for farmers who are olive growers. And you mentioned right off the bat, I think this is so interesting, how long these trees will last. You mentioned the place where you got yours. They were dated back to a thousand years old and still producing. Those are young trees. Yet our trees are very young. Uh, in fact, the Italians, when they come and visit us, they laugh how young our trees are. Uh, but when you think about almonds and walnuts, they they cut them down like every 10 years, 10 or 15 years, that's expensive to replant. And if you take care of your olive trees, they'll last forever. Uh, and tell us about forever, because some have been carbon dated for some pretty old trees. Yes, there's some in Tuscany that are over 2,500 years old before the birth of Christ. And so they'll last forever and still produce if they're taken care of well. Truly a remarkable crop, a crop we cannot grow here in Wisconsin, but they do in California from the western end of the world's longest and widest barn in California. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. The winter blues are almost behind us and we can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. Sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree. Well, it's time to do something about that. Hey, it's Ebo. Stop with the steroids. Stop with the possible surgery chatter. Now there's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again 
without pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain, hip pain. The patient satisfaction reports are incredible, and there's no downtime. Listen, the old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. If they're telling you that you need surgery, do yourself a favor and call QC Kinetics. Learn more about this all-natural alternative way to get lasting relief. No surgery, no drugs. The call is free. The consultation is free. You have nothing to lose. 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Monday morning. I'm Charity Seebecker here in for Farm Director Pam Yankee as she is on Farm Tour in Iceland. It's time for your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update and we have Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck joining us. Stu, I woke up with my car covered in snow again, so is this going to be an all-day thing? You there, Stu? Well, we are going to try and fix this. Looks like we're going to have to hang up on Stu and retry that. But in the meantime, let's take a commercial break. Sweet Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore. There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters. It's one and done. It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com. Sweeta metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. I can hear you. Focus on your farm in 2023 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 800-762-7077 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Welcome back. It's Charity Seebecker here. Let's go with Stu Muck for our Ag Meteorologist weather update. Good morning, Charity. A nice Monday. Some new snow, of course, in a few locations. Another inch or two has fallen from yesterday and through the nighttime. There may still be some occasional light snow and flurry activity around today. Low pressure is pulling off to our east. That system just heading east of lower Michigan right now and trying to hold on. There's still some flurry activity, especially in eastern and central Wisconsin. The winter weather advisory in effect in Fond du Lac County and Sheboygan County until 7 a.m. this morning. The rest of us out of the advisories are warning stage at this point but we'll have a little light snow at least for a time this morning skies start to clear a bit especially later tonight that means some cooler nighttime low temps than we're seeing right now and then we'll begin to turn things around a little warming up a few degrees for tuesday even warmer up into the 40s by wednesday but a more organized low way out of the west coast moves on in expected on toward wednesday night and into the day thursday maybe a little snow wednesday night more likely rain on tap for thursday and thursday Thursday night and rain amounts up to a quarter inch or more may be seen. That's going to melt on a lot of that snow that's built up around and make for more sloppy conditions. That's what's heading in toward Wednesday night and certainly into the day Thursday. Something that sounds a bit more wet like late March as we start turning our current snow cover into sloppy water that's going to collect and pond almost everywhere. Today, 
Some of that light snow, maybe a few flurries, all gradually coming to an end. Mostly cloudy skies. There may be some clearing in the west already today. Temps in the very upper 20s and up around 30, with the north winds 5 to 15, gusting near 30. Could be some flurries in the east yet tonight, otherwise gradually clearing out. We fall back down toward 10 or so, with the north wind about 5 to 10. Sunny skies on Tuesday, low 30s. North winds become southwest, only about 5, but the winds pick up Wednesday, mostly sunny, becoming more breezy, and there could even be a little rain in western Wisconsin late Wednesday, low and mid-40s for highs. South winds 10 to 20, gusting to 30. So Charity expected does warm up. That sounds great, but it's going to be a lot more wet and sloppy as we head through midweek. Thank you, Sue. That's your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Let's stick around for more ag news. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Do you have a history of white mold or SDS in your bean fields? While you can never predict when disease will occur, using the right seed treatments can reduce your risk of yield loss when it does. Did you know adding heads up to your seed treatment package brings a proven mode of action that primes your beans so they're ready to fight off disease all season long? Ask your seed dealer to apply heads up for protection against both white mold and sudden death syndrome this season. Learn more at headsupst.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Is fatigue and lack of libido keeping you on the injured reserve list? It could be symptoms of low testosterone. After the age of 30, men begin to notice this reduction in quality of life due to natural hormonal decline. But there is something you can do about it. Carbon World Health offers custom-designed hormone replacement treatment. They'll determine if you need testosterone replacement or growth hormone therapy. Don't let low T keep you on the bench. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. You know when you've really made it? When you finally have your own place and you can decorate it the way you want. Your Aunt Betty used to sleep on that old couch. It's time to turn drab into fab with lazy luxury from Lazy Boy Furnishings and Decor. That chair, it belonged to the dog. Time to start styling. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. If you're talking, they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy, so we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. 
And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, they need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. So talk, they You can do it if you try. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services. Our team blends experience with the latest technology to make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Listen to all these basketball broadcasts, you know, whether you're watching ESPN, FS1, Big Ten, SEC Network, you can go on and on and on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody thinks anybody's good. Yeah. Like, you hear people ripping the Big Ten, they're like, oh, you know, you got Purdue and everyone else could be out after the first round, which, I mean, it could happen. But then I was watching uh, an ACC game and everyone's like, yeah, you know, the ACC is extremely weak this year. They actually have... The Mountain West rated higher than the ACC, which, you know, for most basketball people out there that are casual fans are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) The ACC is supposed to have good basketball. They're garbage this year. You look at the Big East, it's like you got UConn, you got uh, Marquette. You look at the middle of the road teams in the Big East, they're not that great. People were ripping on the Big 12 for being soft, uh, lack of defense, just high-flying offensive teams. I don't. I haven't heard a conference that's been talked up like, "Hey, they're gonna." The conference I've actually been heard that's been talked up the most is the Mountain West because they're <laughs> probably gonna get four teams in. That's hilarious. Uh, so I was watching a little Big East yesterday. Oh yeah. I was at Badger Tavern for a quick minute with our guy Ronnie Marquette Ron. We're watching Marquette Golden Eagles take on the uh, St. John's Red Storm. St. John's could have won that game against the Marquette Golden Eagles. It went to overtime. Marquette wins 72 to 70, but they look, they didn't look that good either. That's what I'm saying. Every single. And I won money off of it for amusement only. So I get like the ACC network, the SEC network, Pac-12, blah, blah, blah. Go right down the line. I have not heard one of those channels talking up their conference. Everyone's like, yeah, we have insert this team and that team. And then there's everyone else in a lot of fringe tournament teams. 
It feels like that's everywhere this year. In fact, college basketball is so – is it parody or is it just bad right now? Uh, it's bad basketball. Like, yeah. you're seeing skill sets just disappear from the game. Like they, can't, they can't hit layups. Yeah. It's crazy. Is this all due to AAU? That's what a lot of people say. Yep. That AAU that you don't learn the fundamentals, it's basically you're a great athlete and you go out there and run up and down the court, dunk the basketball, make – you know, crazy layups, and that's it. Let's go back and to YMCA ball. Hell yeah! Well, that's what that's why they got all those Euro guys. CYO ball. It's got those Euro guys coming over. They're so good now in the NBA because they go with the fundamentals. Yeah, that's and that's what it was when like the U.S. started losing in the Olympics. People yeah. were like, "Well, they're just going for glorious dunks and all this." And these guys are sitting here making outside jumpers, uncontested got because the range because. The Americans don't need to cover them because the Americans can't make them, so they don't think anybody else can. <laughs> and it's like, gee, you guys Hot just... take. I'm, I'm going with it. From listening to all the broadcast, you look at all the conference and, and all the teams that are supposed to, to get in or projected to get into the tournament, pound for pound, Mountain West might be the best. Are you going Mountain West to win it all? What about the AAC? Dude, look at the Mountain West. <laughs> Dude, they're going to get it. four, they're Dude, gonna get four teams out of this crappy conference, and we're talking about a conference that's like UNLV, Air Force, Wyoming, <laughs> San Jose State, sounds, Utah sounds pretty State. Good. Sounds, yeah. sounds pretty good. Well, like, you look at uh, some of the other conferences, and they're talking about like Pac-12, for example. Okay, you got your UCLA, Arizona, USC, Oregon. Arizona State's a bubble. Washington State's a bubble. Utah's probably bubble, out. Isn't it? I saw, I saw them as a bubble like well, that's sometime this week. Regardless. <laughs> Even if there are a bubble, yeah, that's three teams that are guaranteed in three bubble teams. Yeah, it's the Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and is look, look at the SEC guys. They're you horrible. Have, oh, dude, Alabama, dude, Alabama's the class. Kentucky, Missouri, and Tennessee. Everyone after that is a bubble team. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> what about the AAC, Rowdy? The American? You got Houston. Yeah, that's what I. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That's what I led with. Oh, he, yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's what led this rant. <laughs> in the AAC, you have Houston, They're Memphis, yeah. probably Tulane, and what? Maybe Cincinnati gets in there? That's four. That's, what? that's comparable to, like, the Mountain West. And the Big Ten's going to – what's the Big Ten historically get? Like, seven, eight teams? I think eight, eight's eight, pretty yeah. safe. Eight. How many How many is uh, Big Ten getting this year, then? Eight? Fourteen. <laughs> oh, put the whole Big Ten oh, in. Let's go, well, baby. If you go right down so, the line, except for Minnesota. Wisconsin finished 12th, and they're right on the bubble. Yeah, yep. okay, so there's this. Is, is college basketball just straight up bad? With how bad Wisconsin is, Rowdy sent us this tweet last night. Seth Davis. Seth Davis tweets this out. Quote, everyone is saying Wisconsin is cooked, but I'm not so sure. They are still 6-7 and seven in quad one games, and their loss to Ohio State just got better. We survived rusty playgrounds, no helmets, and drinking from the hose. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you this Monday morning. The 61st annual WPS Farm Show is March 28th through the 30th in Ashkosh at the EAA grounds. Matt Cullen, media relations representative for the WPS Farm Show, says the show has a longstanding tradition of helping farmers of all sizes 
operate as efficiently as possible. We're thrilled to be able to host our 61st WPS Farm Show and continue our longstanding tradition of helping farms of all sizes operate as efficiently as possible. This year's event will take place March 28th through the 30th on the EAA grounds in Oshkosh, and it will feature four hangars and one outdoor tent full of products and equipment and services that can help farms continue to grow and continue to succeed as they go forward. And in addition to that, there really is something for everybody at the WPS Farm Show from a delicious food tent to a kid's tractor pull event, a silent auction that benefits the Wisconsin FFA Foundation and the Oshkosh West FFA. Uh, So there really are a number of different things for attendees to see and do over the course of those three days. What is the ultimate goal of the WPS Farm Show? So the WPS Farm Show really is about helping farmers continue to use their operations and continue to be efficient with their operations on their farms. Uh, It also is a great opportunity for farmers and exhibitors to come together and to renew relationships and to really discuss the particular situations that are happening on their farms and what products or services or equipment might be able to, again, help them continue to be efficient and to help manage their costs uh, as they go forward. And and having this show uh, right before the spring planting season provides a great opportunity to do just that, to be able to connect farmers and exhibitors together, discuss what a farmer's needs are as they head forward into the spring uh, so that they can make decisions and perhaps obtain or purchase new products, new equipment that can help them continue to grow their operations as they go forward. How many exhibitors are signed up for this year so far and what are some of the key highlights that attendees should know about? So this year we have nearly 400 exhibitors that will be taking part in the 61st WPS Farm Show. Those exhibitors are coming from 19 different states across the U.S. as well as from Canada. And some of the highlights really is just seeing all the different products and services that can help farms of all sizes, whether it's a small family farm or a large dairy operation, products that can help those different types of farms continue to be successful. You know, you might go to one hangar and you're seeing giant farm machinery, giant tractors and combines, and then just, you know, a couple of booths over, you, you might be talking to an exhibitor about animal nutrition products or seed products. So really it's a wide variety of those different items and products that can help farms, again, of all sizes, continue to be efficient, to continue to grow and succeed as they move forward. But in addition to seeing all of those different items throughout the hangars and the outdoor tents, there is something for people of all ages to be able to enjoy while they're spending time at the WPS Farm Show. That was Matt Cullen, Media Relations Representative for the WPS Farm Show. To learn more about the show, Go to WisconsinPublicService.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compeer.com slash crop insurance. Compeer does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compeer Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Welcome back. I'm Charity Seebecker. Happy to be with you on this Monday, March 13th. March Madness is among us, and basketball fans are cheering on their favorite teams to the next round. Why not have your own version of March Madness by joining the National Weather Service? Now, how can you do that, you guys probably are asking yourself. Well, get your neighbors in on a competition. Report where and how much precipitation falls to the National Weather Service and see who ends up with the highest amount. Get your rainfall bracket ready and go to wisconsinweatherwatchers.org to learn more. Now let's take a look at our morning markets. From Chicago, cash corn is trading at 6.15 and three quarters, down one and a half cents. December 23 new crop corn is trading at 5.58, that's up a quarter. Cash soybeans are trading at 15.11 and a half, up four and a half cents. November 23 new crop beans are trading at 13.60 and a quarter. That's up two and three quarters. May 23 cash wheat is trading at 7.65, down four and a quarter cents. July 23 new crop wheat is trading at 6.85 and three quarters. That's down four and a quarter cents. On the dairy side of things, April class three milk contract is trading at 17.72 a hundred weight. That's up two cents. And May milk is trading at $17.87, which is also up two cents. Barrel cheese closed on Friday at $177. That was up three and a half cents. 40-pound block cheese closed at $178. That was down four and a half cents. And the double A butter had no change and closed at $233 and a quarter. Coming up, Pam is joined by Amber Raditz of UW Discovery Farms on this Monday morning. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. The winter blues are almost behind us and we can't wait to get out of the house and be more active. Sounds great, but your achy joints don't agree. Well, it's time to do something about that. Hey, it's Ebo. Stop with the steroids. Stop with the possible surgery chatter. Now there's a better way to get lasting relief. It's QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. This exciting approach uses healing properties from your own body, highly concentrated and then placed directly in your achy joint. It can restore and repair that damaged tissue and get you moving again without pain knee pain back pain shoulder pain hip pain the patient satisfaction reports are incredible and there's no downtime listen the old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways if they're telling you that you need surgery do yourself a favor and call qc kinetics learn more about this all-natural alternative way to get lasting relief no surgery no drugs the call is free the consultation is free you have nothing to lose 608-319-1750 608-319-1750 that's 608-319-1750 Huh. Nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This is a mattress. 
Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Our friends from Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin join us today. Now remember, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is entirely funded by our hardworking dairy farm families all across the state contributing dollars for research, education, and promotion. And, of course, we always remind you, WisconsinDairy.org, a great place to find resources uh, online, through social media, Spotify. They're everywhere. But, you know, sometimes I think we get very caught up on envisioning that Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is just about finding the next cheese variety, just about focusing in on June dairy breakfast upcoming. In reality, your dairy checkoff dollars go farther than that, especially when it comes to research right here in Wisconsin, and it has really nothing to do with cheese, butter, or milk. Joining me today from the University of Wisconsin and Division of of Extension is our Agriculture Water Quality Program Manager at Discovery Farms, and that is Amber Raditz. She is the gal that helps to make things happen through the UW Discovery Farms program. Now, many of you are probably aware of what the Wisconsin Discovery Farms program is all about. It's been around for a while, but why don't you start us off, Amber, by just giving us a quick overview of everything that Wisconsin Discovery Farms is involved in and really ultimately what its goal is. Yeah, you bet. So, The Discovery Farms program was started actually around 20 years ago in Wisconsin, and the idea was that farmers said, hey, listen, you know, we think water quality is important. We want to understand how our practices impact water quality. Let's bring that research farm out to our actual farm. So what happened at that time was that farmers volunteered to host monitoring equipment that stays put on the farm 365 uh, days a year for a few years to be able to help answer that question of how their own practices actually impact the water that's moving off of their field. So that was a pretty like innovative thing for um, the farmers in Wisconsin to do to be able to, you know, kind of demand knowing more about those impacts. And Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has been there sponsoring that since the very beginning. So, um, you know, I think it's really something special from Wisconsin that we can talk about with other states to say, like, our farmers are proactive. We want to know um, how how we can continue to protect our natural resources. Wisconsin Discovery Farms was a precursor to a lot of these farmer-led watershed groups that we're seeing now. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And that's the interesting thing is that I think Discovery Farms and programs like this that have helped farmers have research data to be at the table having those really good conversations really empowers farmers then to like form watershed groups and do these different pieces in their local area that helps them really suggest the innovative solutions, which is what we need. 
Absolutely. Amber Raddatz along with us. She's the Agriculture Water Quality Program Manager through Extension for the UW Discovery Farms Program. You know, people may still struggle, Amber, to try to figure out how the dairy checkoff kind of fits into this program. But as you said, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin's been behind this kind of infield research for a long time because ultimately it leads to storytelling uh, about our sustainability practices. Yeah, absolutely. For farmers to be able to talk about the confidence that they have in the practices that they're using to produce that milk, cheese, butter, all of those good dairy products that um, we want our consumers to feel comfortable with, that environmental story is really becoming more and more important. And so being able for, for farmers to be able to talk about their practices and how they impact water quality, both locally to consumers that are locally and also on, on broader scales, just gives them one more tool to be able to connect with that consumer about issues that matter. So it's really been awesome to have this support from um, the Dairy Checkoff and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin because it's really kind of one of those engines that keeps it firing. The other advantage is that farmers are one of our audiences, right? So farmers are the people that we're talking to about that data. And so having that connection with the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin, I think, opens a lot of doors to be able to talk to more farmers about issues that are important. Right. And let's talk a little bit about some of the research work that's going on right now um, in field or coming up in 2023. Amber, give us a little sense of the projects already underway and maybe where your eye is trained going forward. Yeah, so we've got, right now we have three surface water quality monitoring projects. And what that means is like a monitoring station would be installed at kind of the end of a waterway to monitor all that water that moves off the surface. So times like now where we're going to have snow melting and rain and different things happening, we see water move off the surface and we're able to monitor what that looks like. So there's a couple of those sites in uh, Marathon County, there's a couple in Kiwanee County, some in Juneau County, and then also some in um, Langlade County. So those are all up and running. Um, really interesting stuff coming out of those, especially some like really validating pieces about waterways um, and some of those conservation practices and really how well they work. Um, the other thing that is really becoming kind of the thing where our eye is going is um, nitrogen. So nitrogen is a really important issue in the state, more so every day. Wisconsin um, residents use a lot of groundwater for drinking water. And so as agriculture, we need to be able to try to protect that resource. So we've got um, a nitrogen project underway in Pepin County and a couple more kind of in the hopper ready to go. Excellent. Now, and one of the other reasons you notice, folks, all the uh, widespread geography that Amber just uh, alluded to, it's not that that's where volunteers are, but it is a very specific goal that UW Discovery Farms have in addressing the changing terrain across the state, changing water tables, changing soil types. And that's another reason why Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin is well-suited as a partner, because we've got dairy farms everywhere handling those conditions. <laughs> That's right, exactly. And that's the kind of interesting and sort of challenging thing about Wisconsin is that our, uh, you know, from one corner of the state to the other, you're not going to see the same thing. Farms don't look the same. They can't use exactly the same practices. There's really no one size fits all. And we also know that anything that's local, collected locally, those results and data seem to just resonate a little bit more. So 
really trying to be able to be in as many spots in the state as we can to connect with the people there and then also understand the unique aspects of each of those places. Absolutely. Amber Raddatz along with us again. She is uh, with the UW Discovery Farms Program. She's the Agriculture Water Quality Program Manager. So let's talk a little bit. We mentioned about uh, UW Discovery Farms being the precursor for a lot of the watersheds that have been launched across the state. Now how it's kind of a cooperative venture to encourage one another. What is You mentioned that we are starting to be able to really document tangible paybacks on all of this research and all of these watershed groups. Tell me a little bit more about that, Amber. Yeah, I mean, we start to, we're starting to be able to see farmers suggesting practices and working locally with their partners to be able to implement things that are tests that are already validated through um, Discovery Farms data. So, for instance, you know, something that's maybe not as, like, flashy as some other practices, but like the idea of waterways in fields with concentrated flow. We've got some data from uh, Kiwani County that just really shows that even though we've got other conservation practices in place, those waterways will save tons and tons of soil for us. And so that's something that then those farmer-led groups take and say, okay, so how would we get this done here locally within our groups? So little pieces of information like that, that like continued validation um, really helps groups move along. And then those groups are also able to document the practices that they're doing, whether they're cover crops or no-till or, um, you know, different conservation pieces. They can document all those pieces, and that turns into such a powerful story about the ways that they're putting those pieces together to really protect their local waters. For sure. Now, Amber, how can people follow along on some of the work from UW Discovery Farms? What would you suggest they turn to or look for to follow these projects? Uh, Well, I'd for sure point you to our webpage. We have a website of Discovery Farms uh, or sorry, uwdiscoveryfarms.org. We also have kind of a, a program within the within extension now that's called the Agriculture Water Quality Program. There's a website for that as well. Um, If you just Google Agriculture Water Quality UW Extension, that's going to use a lot of Discovery Farms data as well. You'll find webinar videos, you'll find other videos, you'll find um, articles, different things like that. We also write articles routinely for like the Dairy's Bottom Line in AgReview. We do some other articles in the Journal of Nutrient Management. So we're kind of trying to get to all the corners <laughs> as much <laughs> as we possibly can. So um, just, you know, head to head to the Internet and do some searching and yeah, I think you'll find you'll find find yeah. us pretty easily. Or better yet, wait for some of those face to face field events that I'm sure we've got coming yeah. up in twenty twenty three. Super, super Yeah, absolutely. Amber Raddatz along with us. Again, she is the program manager at UW Discovery Farms and she is their agriculture water quality program manager. Again, it's through our University of Wisconsin Madison Division of Extension and it is coming to a community near you, as you can tell. With all that being said, now you understand why Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has been a long time partner with UW Discovery Farms going back some 20 years. These are the environmental stories that really may matter when it comes to your relationship with your processor and ultimately those consumers. All brought to you courtesy